0: Welcome to Cash Considerations, the podcast that takes you behind the Las Vegas sportsbook from the guys that actually work behind it, with your hosts, Allen Berg, Dave Sharapan, and Matoy Pearson.
1: Welcome to the Cash Considerations podcast. Uh, Tonight, I'm going to kind of steer the ship, as we call it, be the host, and as always, I got the boys tonight. First, we'll bring in A B Allen Berg. How are you, sir? Oh man, I'm uh I'm buried in it. <laughs> <I am. laughs> We're, it's, it the eyes of March are upon us, boys. <laughs> and uh yes, that's that's a good way to describe it. So we've got A B and we've
2: got uh from the laughter in the back, Mo Toy. What's up, Mo? Big Dave, what's going on, my man? I had a had a late lunch. I'm here late, but, uh, you know, I'm ready to roll as well. Cool.
1: Um, yeah, you know, in, in this business, we kind of take breaks when we can. And, you know, you guys put in a, a crazy shift with the, with the late night stuff. You had a late night hot dog for lunch? That's what it was?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically okay. now for me, it'd be like a, a 6 or maybe 5 p.m., but it's actually 1 a.m. our time. So that's what I'm kind of living off right now.
1: Ah, all right. All right. Well, so we're going to swing it around like I said. It is uh March officially uh we're recording late night March 1st, early night or early morning March 2nd. We're looking at college basketball, which, you know, we put AB on pause. He can get some work done and listen in the background if he feels AB feel like you want to jump in and throw anything in as we're talking, do it. But the otherwise odds are-
0: the odds
2: are 40-1. to one. Oh, long, long odds. <laughs> okay. I'd be, I'd be short on that. I'm short, Shorten it, dude. Oh, wow.
0: There is no, pri- there is no price on none, Okay. Fair enough. It's a special.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Uh,
1: <laughs> of course so we'll, it's a special. We'll go back and forth with some stuff here, Mo, for, for uh, NCAA basketball, and then we'll jump back into some NBA with – Allen and dive into some other things. UFC specialty for AB. I'm sure he has some opinions on the card for Saturday night at T-Mobile. And then uh, got some other things I just want to bounce off you guys. So that's kind of the outline for the show. Uh, thank you for the, to the listeners. And, um, you know, however you find us, either through Gaming Today or all the different ways to find podcasts, subscribe on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Here we go. Motoy, Saturday, college basketball. Well, before we jump into some games and stuff, did you anything surprise you this week as far as college basketball? Um, the team's making a move. I mean, you know, Duke losing at Virginia Tech.
2: I don't think that was a big surprise. Yeah, no. Um, you know, and that's without Zion as well. But, you know, Virginia Tech's been pretty good, so, I mean, I guess to some people in the world it was a surprise, but, you know, it's a, was a, I, th- I thought it was a better win for Virginia Tech than a worse loss for Duke.
1: Okay. Well, and that's kind of what's happening now um, as teams make their final resume-building wins, so to say, a- as we come down the stretch before the conference attorneys. Um, I-, I think it's,
2: a, it's opened up a little bit, right, with Zion in question. Uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I you know I still think they're taking precaution, like we talked about last week. um But I, I still think he'll be healthy enough to get in and help him out when uh when need be. So I still think he's is gonna he be gonna play? Playing. He's yeah, I, play, I think right. He's I mean, yeah, I mean on. he's already he's already started it. He's already started out, and it seems like he's already a big team guy as as it is. So I mean, there's a future to look out for. But I know, he, <clears throat> excuse me, apologize, but I know he's a basketball player as well. So it, I'm, I'm pretty sure it hurts for him not to be on the court, especially, uh, you know, losing that game, you um, know, per se. Yeah. A.B.
1: was pretty adamant, though. He said there's no chance in hell he would play if he was in his position. So, right. I'm sure he's got people in his ear talking about it and saying that, but I think he's going to play. I, I just think there's something to seeing it through, whether it's one and done or not, you, you still – if he's if he can play he's going to want to win that championship. So, but you know, the door's open now if he doesn't play, I, I think Duke is vulnerable, you know, between the top teams. Um Kentucky's got a big game tomorrow. Um
2: revenge North Carolina, game. Yeah, Somewhat. Revenge Yeah, game. we're
1: going to get into that. Um so I I don't know, you know, I I, I don't feel Gonzaga is going to win six games in a row in the tourney, but a lot of people do. And obviously they're the top ranked team on a lot of power ratings. So there's some, there's some things opened up and, um, I don't know. I, I mean, do you still think Duke is justified at like plus two fifty to win it all? Um,
2: uh, yeah, I just, I mean, off the name alone, uh, which is something that we already know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as, as a team, they have holes and, um, you know, Zion Williamson kind of is kind of making it seem like they weren't really that good to begin with anyway. But it's, it's hard to adjust to losing your star player, Naismith Award, um, you know, type player. So uh, I still think they're one of the best teams, but plus 250, I mean, just at this point, just because they lost their player, I don't know if it's anything to get out of hand about. Um, you know, they just got a couple more games to go. So we'll have to look. We'll have to do the eye test first before we can make any decisions.
1: Right. And... That's the thing. As you look at prices for futures, you know, when we discussed this last week and we did this last season in February, we did a lot of these, you know, shows and podcasts where we discussed conferences and strength of schedule and things like that. Mid majors that can make a run. You got any gems that you're kind of looking <laughs> forward to seeing what they do? Um, you know, you were had. I can't remember who it was last year. Was it Texas Tech? You had a big price on, or somebody uh, like that. Michigan was the big one, um, but,
2: yeah. the other, but the other, the other two mid majors were uh, Buffalo and Loyola Chicago. Those were the ones okay. that we gave out. Um, and we were. I think Buffalo was starting to get better, and people knew in the MAC they were strong. They they got that win against Arizona, smoked them. They smoked yep. them, man. It wasn't close, but <laughs> no one knew about Loyola, uh, which I was the most proud about. Uh, personally, because I, I think it was something I just I just kept saying like I've seen them play and they're they're really gritty on defense but they were never able to score, and then somehow they got like kicked it into gear with a lot of the seniors, uh, juniors and seniors they had and they and they made that run to the final four so, um, they 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 kind of lucked out by not getting a uh, Kentucky or Arizona, and uh, their road was uh, Nevada and uh, Kansas State so, kind of lucked out on uh, getting Loyola Chicago all the way deep like that.
1: Yeah, that was fun. Sister Jean, everybody knew about him by the time they got to the second weekend.
2: So, Yeah, she left early. She left early from that Michigan game. She didn't even wait for uh, for that final buzzer. They just wheeled her out, man. <laughs> I don't know where she ended up going. Where I haven't seen her go? since. I haven't I seen Sister Jean since. That day, they wheeled her out. I said, oh, uh, man, she, she's done here. She's done here. Oh, man. There's no death jokes on cash considerations, but uh, I mean, for no. God's sakes, you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> so brutal that's brutal (laughs) it's great it's um
1: well last sunday michigan state took it to michigan and kind of flipped it around there as far as like power rankings and stuff i'm kind of looking at something now um the bpi and Gonzaga one, Virginia two, Duke three, Michigan State four, North Carolina five, Kentucky six, Tennessee, Michigan, Virginia Tech, and Texas Tech round out the top ten. Yep, is the national champion coming from that top ten right there?
2: I think so. The- um, for for the most part, I would say yes. <laughs> I feel like anybody in the world would say yes. Uh, but I think uh, throughout the, the the couple the last couple months. Uh, you know, we talked to Lindy, um, just talked to a couple of people that I know personally that just say, like, it's. It, it looks like there's only, like, six or seven legitimate teams that can win the national championship, and uh, most of them we put in that, that range right there as far as uh, from a talent standpoint, um, coaching standpoint, uh, just overall sense of the game. I mean, these teams are pretty incredible when it comes down to it. I'm not really sure if uh, any of those, like mid rank like six to ten seed teams can get in there and try to make noise. Um, you know, with the with the top eight teams playing uh or in the as far as in the rankings playing the best that they are right now. Um I'll just I'll throw this out in A B, are
1: you with us still? Are you listed? I'm here. Are you a guy who, you know, so we just listed the top ten teams that you know, according to the BPI (laughs) rankings and stuff are going to win it. Are you a guy that would rather roll (laughs) over a ticket or would you buy or find value in a team at five to one or seven to one to win the whole thing right now?
0: It would just depend on the sport. Um, As far as like something like college hoops, um, I always like targeting like a one or two seed that I think has zero shot to win the tournament and then betting, a decent amount of money on them to win it all and then immediately fading them. Oh. That's, like, one of, one of the moves I used to do when I actually would watch and uh,
1: bet college hoops. Okay. Okay, so uh, bet against the team to win. So you basically take them to win it
0: all, uh, whatever, you know, good price you can get, ideally. So, I got, uh, if I
1: get the Zags right now, 7-1, to one, but I don't think they can win it.
0: That, that's tough because you don't have a ton of wiggle room right. at right. seven to one. But right. um, usually there's like a one or two seed that you're going to find at like 14, 15 to one. And it's probably one that you're not really high on. And that, then you try to target those teams like in the brackets right away so that you can find like the sevens that can knock them out in the second round or okay. the, the eight, nine, or, or maybe they load them
1: up with a four or five that's just brutal. Um, okay, you know, stuff like that. I think you'll be hard pressed to find a, a one or two seed that's, you know, even double digits. Uh, you'll find maybe really? a couple of two seeds. Yeah. I mean, like Zags are, are less than 10 to one, uh, Duke, forget about it. Two and a half to one, um, Virginia. Like what's Virginia seven uh, to one, eight
2: yeah, to I think, one. I
1: think we have them at seven to one. Something here. like that. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, North eight to Carolina, here, North Carolina, eight to one also. Uh, we the have them at
2: uh, twelve to one. Uh, ah, so there you go. Yeah, they're a little okay. bit. how about Kentucky? Kentucky, you probably got really low. Yeah, we got we got them short, eight to one as well. Eight yeah, Kentucky one. and Virginia are eight to one right now. Okay. Zags at six and Duke obviously still at two fifty. Jesus, Oof. wow. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. That's I, I just was curious
1: because you know you get two schools of thought. You know, you try to find a value in a team it's hard it's a lot harder now. It was a lot easier in December and January before conference play or as conference play got started. you could probably get better prices. but I like that idea going against a team once you you find that price and you think they're going to lose, so you only have to go i mean if they get to the final four you you got to go four games deep, but that makes a lot of sense um I'm with you mo though I think uh the the Cinderella story, long shot story, is just it's not gonna be there this season. I right. just can't see it like even the teams, you know, from eleven to twenty or twenty-five. Oh man, it's gonna be tough for them to 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 go on a run and have to beat two or three of those teams that we just mentioned. Right. You know, yeah. I mean yeah. it would,
2: it'd be pretty absurd to see like I mean like Houston, Villanova, um you know LSU your boys, I guess, Buffalo LSU's yeah yeah LSU might be in that in that mix of teams that can probably make some noise uh that's in that mid tier uh I, I guess it looks like they have them as a four seed now um in mm. the updated the most the most updated bracket um i like uh well one of the i didn't answer it but one of the teams that i think kind of they've had some decent wins in the non-conference i think it was just Syracuse for the most part but it's old dominion and uh no one's talked about them. I think it was the first of uh, 45 mid-majors I've tried to talk people into um, that right now are crashing and burning, but they're still steady, steadily winning, and uh, they shoot good from three, and they play defense and they slow the clock down. And I mean, these are the same things that Loyola did, and it looks like they have LSU in their first matchup in, the, in a
1: 13-4. So I, I
2: think out of a, a lot of teams that no one really kind of sees, I mean, as far as mid-majors, they're looking at the Woffords, the Lipscomb's the Buffaloes, you know what I mean? But I think Old mm-hmm. Dominion, if they come out of the conference USA, uh, is a team that I, th- I don't think – I think they beat, they beat down Syracuse at home. Uh, I think they have a couple decent wins against some other mid-majors on the way to conference play. And then they play at, uh, you know, Western Kentucky. Uh, Marshall has been okay. Um, just a few other decent teams in the conference, Louisiana Tech. Uh, and this is a team, if they win that conference, I think they can actually do something – but it's you know once they play you know it, if they get it to the sweet sixteen they're going to get smoked.
1: But right,
2: probably the only team they, I could see.
1: They're pretty. They're an actual, uh, pretty popular choice for betters. I know, you know their lines move. Um, we need against them pretty much every time they play. Right. Yeah, Old yeah, Dom yeah. is definitely a team that has has found a backing, betting wise. You
2: right. Know, there's there's yeah. been
1: teams like that that even you know. Like Lipscomb. I mean Lipscomb every time they play, we need against Lipscomb. You know, sure. I, I just yeah, I've never sure. seen them, I've never seen them play. I wouldn't know one guy on a team. Nothing like I just know when we got guys that are playing this, you gotta move that line a little extra and you gotta make sure, you know, we kinda get some balance action because it's not,
2: you know. So yeah, old Dom's one of those teams. Um, I think, like, well, because the, it's the record of the team; they've been winning, but ATS they're terrible. But right. it's, um, it's, uh, you know, I've been staying away from them as far as laying any points. I've, I've already felt that pain about a couple weeks ago. Um, but they win, and then, and that's all they need to do to kind of get, uh, any attention in my book. But no one's talking about them. I feel like it's a team that could actually do something in the tournament if they get there. Right. All right, let's. Uh,
1: busy slate. On uh, on Saturday, we'll pick your brain here in a couple games, kind of throw out some lines. We did pretty well last week. Um, I, I don't have the record in front of me, but I know we went through the Saturday games and we gave out some pretty strong plays that ended up, uh, you know, winning pretty easily. I know the Texas Tech game, we were both all oh, over yeah. Texas no, Tech against Kansas. And that close. was, yeah, Kansas that was a rough, close. yeah. Smoke! Yeah. yeah. And was LSU slow. was won. Yeah, there was a bunch of there was a bunch of good games. I don't know if you. Um, I'm sure you had a ton of action because there's so many games. Oh, I got, some, I got on crushed. Saturday. I got crushed, Dave.
2: Saturday was brutal. <laughs> I had to take a nap because it was getting going so bad, like towards the morning, oh, the end of no. it. And then I woke up. I thought it would be, you know, somewhat, you know, better. Uh, and it was just as bad, Dave. I mean, just absolutely um, terrible. You know,
1: jeez, should have listened say, to the Dave,
2: show. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I was just listening to myself. I think when we were going through the games, I was just looking at other games like, I'm going to oh. take this here, you know, just kind of at the supermarket, just kind of throwing stuff in the basket. Right. You know, you it's, know. You it's can't whatever. go to the
1: supermarket hungry, Mo. You oh, got to yeah. eat before I like you go because then you get, get too, too much, much stuff. I to say go on record to
2: say we're the ones to put that analogy in uh, <laughs> as far as the market and don't go there trying to destroy every game. Yeah, yeah you got
1: to be selective. You really do. That's the key to this whole thing. With well, basketball. it was one of
2: my worst Saturdays to date. Like, it was historic. Oh, boy. So, I'm going to just go oh. ahead and, uh, you know, I, it's like a bad game from a great team. Like, they don't even watch the film. They just like, no. you know what? That's, that's it. Anomaly time. Flush Damn. it.
1: That's it. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, great. So all that's right. great. So, we'll hit you with some games, and uh, we'll we'll try to keep it moving. Michigan State's at Indiana, early hey. game Saturday morning. Six-point road favorite.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danger? I, uh,
1: Danger here for, for the Spartans?
2: I, I think so. Um, I feel like they've been playing better since they lost their initial game to Indiana. <laughs> um, I'm not going to count that Illinois loss. That was kind of brutal as well. But, yeah, coming off that big win against Michigan, uh, I know that they um, – you know, I don't know if the Izzo's going to have them kind of falling asleep here, but I think Indiana's played better. Uh, they got a great win against Wisconsin, and I think they'll try to match up as as, as well as they did in that game in uh, East Lansing. And I think they'll be with uh, be inside that number.
1: Wow! All right, I agree with you. Um, let's see here: Syracuse way fours. Forget that. Oh, Kansas is laying seven at Oklahoma State. Also, an early start.
2: Right, uh, and then uh, Kansas finally got their big win. Um, against kansas state after getting mauled and i thought that was a great spot to bet kansas i had a little bit there at um, home yeah great on win. monday short and, number yeah short number. it was and, only four right uh yeah short rest uh, only mm-hmm. on a day and, and change um mm-hmm. you know to get get prepped and get ready so um yeah i thought they played great um and oklahoma state uh gave texas tech a, a fight i think that was on wednesday is that mm-hmm. right dave mm-hmm. and um yep Texas tech also came off that big win against Kansas uh, going into that one at home. So, you know, it's tough. Oklahoma state's been brutal to watch. Um, I remember one game, I think it was against Texas tech. The first time they ran a six man rotation and lost by about 30. Uh, I can't really (laughs) figure them out. I know that they shoot threes just as well as any, any team in the big 12. Uh, Their, their lights out from three. It's basically the only thing that's going to keep them in this game. Um, if I was telling a buddy, if I had no choice, I would take the points at home, uh, but I don't know if I'm ready to bet against Kansas. So for me, it'd be a no play. I'd bet the dog. I think I'm going to just not get involved there.
1: This is one I would take the home dog again. You kind of, and it's one of those we, you know, we say the expression, "Hold your nose, right,
2: just right, take
1: it and don't look, just watch and don't even, even from watch." It. Yeah, I like, nah. it. I like it.
2: Don't um, even watch. No,
1: nah. LSU. This one looks looks uh i don't know what to make of the line it's only a one and a half point favorite at alabama
2: yeah uh i think Bama's played their best basketball at home uh, as most college basketball teams do um and uh you know they got that big win against kentucky earlier this year big win against mississippi state I'm, i i think and uh, i think they beat auburn at home too so um just a few teams i'm i'm listing off that are that have been solid throughout the year um, so alabama's uh there's no uh they're not going to be starstruck by seeing LSU coming in with the, the big wins they have. For me, I would probably still side with the home dog. Um, usually that's what we do with the short number, Dave, I think, for, for the most part. Um, you know, LSU, I don't know if they have Tremont Waters. It doesn't seem like they've been needing them. <laughs> Two big wins without them. Uh, for me, I would go with Bama, go with Avery Johnson. I feel like they could score just as much and kind of keep the pressure on LSU and probably get a win here. Okay. Um, I'll go opposite you there and it's
1: not because of anything you said. I just think um, LSU closed as a six-point favorite at home against Alabama back opening conference play. Well, geez, it's almost two months ago now. And now it's one and a half. I feel like the line should be a little bit bigger. It's probably a trap, and you're probably going to be right. Alabama will probably win and cover. But I'll bite, and I will take the short favorite there and go with – LSU. So,
2: man, there's a possibility where they won't lose again as well. So go ahead. Well, that's what I think. uh, I think
1: they got some momentum. Maybe maybe they don't lose that. Yeah. That I'm going to ride the momentum train there and go with LSU. Uh, let's see. There's some other mid games there. I'm looking at the wrong
2: date. Jesus. Sorry. How
1: about Wisconsin at home against Penn state, Wisconsin's laying seven or seven and a half. Um, the the boys at Penn State have been playing some pretty good basketball, competitive, very tough at home. Um, you know, a big upset of Michigan at home. I don't know, dude. I, I think the dog here is is live actually to win the game. I, I and am I being biased, or you think Penn State's got a shot?
2: No, I, I think you're actually right here. But I think for the most part, uh, besides the win at Illinois, which I mean it was almost ridiculous that Illinois was laying points to anyone. Yeah, right? Penn State. Uh which <laughs> yeah. we were all over Penn State. I think it was like yeah. our, our only legitimate win of the of the morning. <laughs> um which I we we didn't have to sweat out, but most of the wins have been at home. Um and then I think they had to play Purdue, which they had a rough they struggled against them a little bit. Um, you know, down down on, on the boards where Wisconsin actually does well. So I think Wisconsin plays better um here at home. Man, you know, it's rough betting against Penn State because they finally found their niche. They finally, they're finally finally scoring just as well as they were last year down the stretch. I'd probably lay, um, if I could just lay a short – like there's still sevens out there. I'd lay I'll lay a short number. Um, but w- I think Wisconsin will find their edge after losing to Indiana. It was just such a tough loss for them. I think Wisconsin's good here at home.
1: Total's low, 130. It's the usual on Wisconsin. Yeah, usual yeah, right? Wisconsin
2: total. I think that's what we were saying about the Big Ten totals, and I was looking at the morning ones. And they were just flying under. Yeah. I think a few of them flew under. Um, I don't know if that's actually correct, but I remember seeing some of the scores in the first half, and it was yeah, just not really scoring
1: much, man. No. And it's uh, probably going to continue even into the – maybe something to watch, you know, in the conference tourney. Uh, We'll see. All right. The matchup, one of the – Matchups pretty much of the day. Maybe the top matchup of the day. A rematch, Kentucky at Tennessee. Revenge game, Mo? Yeah, huge. Revenge tour? Huge. Huge, right?
2: Man. Tennessee has oh. been uh, – they had a the rough loss to LSU on the way there uh, right after. Um, you know, they this is going to be a big – I mean, I know they've been looking forward to it. And it's just, you know, they're they're not going to let Kentucky run all over them. And we know that for sure. Um, you think – what do, what do you think about the number there? the line there. I think two and a half three is what they're showing right now. Yep. Uh, for me, uh, uh, I think it's fine. I think we had it at four when we had the advance line out a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, seemed like it should come down about two and a half three um, after the first deal and how Tennessee's kind of looked down the stretch. I think they just struggled right against uh, Georgia. Is that right? Um, they,
1: well, the last game they played
2: was at Old Miss. Oh, it was old Miss.
1: Yeah. yeah they Miss. won by, they won by two. 73-71, it was, uh,
2: they were down, actually, and, won- and came back and won that game late. Yeah, that was the same day For- Kentucky struggled against uh, Arkansas, right, towards yep. the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of missed calls at the end of that game. It's like the refs kind of wanted oh, Kentucky to win. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, that was – A little bit. <laughs> it's just it's really, really – You start to wonder about some of these calls as you really watch the games at the end. and It yeah. makes me want to bet first half instead of uh, – Games, yeah, anymore because the the end of some basketball games really turn into a circus, and you just start to wonder. um you know, I mean, between totals and sides, it's hard. It's it goes both ways, but man, there's some calls, and you're just like, did he? Did that really just happen? Yeah. And you can't do. You know, you just go, uh, no, it's you, absolutely mind blowing. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Stuff.
2: I always just call them premeditated calls. Uh, they know what they're they know what they're doing. I don't want really wanna get into it right now. Right, right. Um but <laughs> segueing back into the game, uh I like Tennessee. I I, I think He's gotta take Tennessee. I think, right? Tennessee's uh the level of uh you know what they're gonna be doing on their home court is gonna be enormous. I think it's gonna match what they had in Rupp, what, what the players fed off. I'm not really sure if Reed Travis is uh as healthy and he was a key part of getting rebounds and playing a uh, you know, good defense. So I think he was on Uh, grant for a little bit and he was all he was all over the all over the court so uh, for me Kentucky doesn't shoot threes as well as they did in that game against Tennessee and I think they'll struggle a little bit for the most part in this game which will keep Tennessee in it and then possibly you know good down the stretch to win the game uh, you know by maybe six to seven points okay okay yeah this one feels like it's Tennessee or nothing for me
1: this may be the last game Kentucky loses for a while
2: what about some Tennessee first half speaking of first halves What do you think about that? I feel like that's good. I like that. That's probably good. Be good right there.
1: Yep. I like Tennessee first half. I like Tennessee for the game. I expect the line to close lower. I think it'll go down to two. Yeah. That'll that'll
2: probably be the resistance number. We're already taking two-way action here, man. It's, you know, 1 o'clock at night. People are still betting Kentucky and Tennessee. So, we'll see a lot of handle on that for sure.
1: That will be the most popular, uh, biggest handle of the day, I think. Yep yeah
2: um unless someone oh, gets like Virginia's info in the-
1: laying 19 and a half at home against Pitt I think this is one of those favorite and unders wow 124 123 and a half that number's gonna come oh my goodness
2: I can't even I imagine know. what Pittsburgh could score in this game Virginia just absolutely destroyed Georgia 40? Tech yeah um, uh, does
1: Pitt get forty? I don't know. Yeah, maybe they don't, they don't, don't shoot know. free throws. Good, they they uh,
2: they're no, they're uh, pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think they run a lot, but I feel like if they get behind at any point, it's just they're gonna get suffocated. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, forty or or bust for Pitt. Uh, favorite Man. and un for the Dave. I think we're okay there. Right. Yep. I'm going. to want to hear that. that. Yeah. Favorite uh, and un. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> love college basketball.
1: Uh, uh, Let's see here. Texas Tech at TCU. Key game. Texas Tech is three and a half point favorite. Oh, man. Is this one where you lay it? I don't know. That's a good number.
2: Yeah, it's it's a key number for sure. Three and a half. Anything from two to five is pretty solid, especially in games that are going to be close, as if this one might be. I think. TCU's been struggling down the stretch, man. Yeah, um, this is you know, this, this is one where I think we're going to take a lot of one-way action. Yeah, they've had um, you know, on Texas of, Tech. Yeah, it's oh. it's going to be it's going to be rough, um, and I think Texas Tech's definitely still. I think we talked about them last week as being one of the better teams. That's that's coming back up, which we, they were kind of dead for a little bit, and now they're making a move in the Big Twelve. Um, you know, TCU just lost to West Virginia. That was a tough one on the road. I think I'm, I'm gonna, I'd go with the home dog in this, in this uh, case. I think TCU's played way better at home. Um, but if I didn't have to get in – or if I'm, I'm thinking about not getting involved, I don't want to get in the way of Texas Tech at, at this point.
1: Right. Okay. That might be one
2: of those uh,
1: hold your nose, take TCU and the points, just wait for the game time this, to get close and I think grab the inflated number. I don't think that one goes anywhere but up. From three and a half. I think you'll catch five by tip. So that's one to look for. Uh, Central Florida at Houston. Houston is a seven and a half point favorite. All they do is win, all they do is cover, it feels like. <laughs> Doesn't, you can't make the number high enough. Um, Central Florida doubled somebody up last week on Sunday.
2: Yeah. Smoke Fest.
1: Literally, I think it was 98 to 50. I believe was the final score. Something like that.
2: Yeah. 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 You're um, close though. Don't even worry about it. You're in the range. It's not like you're off or anything. I mean, it was. about. Are
1: you aware bad? that central Florida has a center who's seven foot six?
2: Yeah, Taco fall. That's his name. Yeah. Taco fall. Yeah. T A C K O. Yeah. He's, wow. he's kind of a hot commodity for the for the most part now. Um, I don't think he well, just
1: when you watch the games, he's that much taller than everyone else. So you don't see that anymore since Manute bowl, like, or Yao Ming, like yeah, this Ming. kid, we literally turned as that game tipped. And I said, how tall is that guy? And immediately <laughs> had to look him up and seven foot six. And he just started playing basketball like three years ago, something like that. Maybe even not less. I forget. But, uh, Man, Central Florida—they it It's a slow offense, and they, they put up. Not, it was ninety-five to forty-eight last Sunday against SMU. They're seven and a half point dogs. Is that enough?
2: I don't think it is. No, I. Um, they've already played this year, uh, where a lot of people thought UCF was going to come in, um, and Houston went to UCF, uh, and, and it didn't. It didn't turn out well. I think Houston was up big for most of the game. Um, ended up winning by nine. Uh, Houston's just too skilled and. They can play that type of ball that UCF plays, and they defend just as well as anybody in the country. So, you know, I, I, you know, UCF's had a couple good, well, wouldn't so go so far to call them good wins, but they had a decent win on the road against South Florida. Um, but I think they might run into a bus here. I think Houston, Houston's for real, man. And I know UCF's going to be pumped to be you know able to play there, but I, I think Houston gets by and, and wins by double digits in this one.
1: Okay. Oh, let's see here. As we get down on the schedule, we get into a lot of these Pac-12 games. And, man, the Pac-12 is a mess. Your tweet the other day was great, back and forth (laughs) with Lindy. God, that was so funny. (laughs) Washington was an 11-and-a-half-point favorite, a monster number on the money line, making a bid to, you know, have a decent seed in the NCAA tournament and they go and lose it, Cal. Perfect. Perfect scenario. Oh.
2: No, I think I've went 0-6 on Cal bets this year. <laughs> uh, you know, absolutely just terrible. I can't pick a Cal game. And I, I see them, I think, watching it as like a you know one more shot to tie it. Uh, it's not even close. And I'm just like, man, like this is, this is basically the nutshell uh, game of how I've been doing, not just with Cal games, but in Pac-12 games. Uh, I also had Arizona State last night. I don't think they scored their first actual bucket until the 8 minute mark of the second right. half. Yeah. I mean so, you know what I mean? I was just like, "Well, I'm done here. Uh, I think I'm okay." Yeah. But Pac-12 yeah. is impossible. So we'll,
1: we'll we're not even going to discuss any of these Pac-12 games. Yeah, I got one yeah, let's, more.
2: let's just scoot by.
1: North Carolina. It's a good one. At Yep, at Clemson, right?
2: Yeah, this is a good one. Let the Little John right. Center? Is that what Is that what it is? Is that what it is? I think that's
1: 4 point favorite. Oh, yeah, that's – Oh, man. Uh, I think I'm going to lay this. I think I'm going to lay this number. And I love home dogs, but I think I'm going to lay the points with North Carolina.
2: What do you think? You know, uh, you, man, they play such – like this up-tempo basketball. And the the defense is there. You know, like they know the proper techniques on defending. Like I watch it's, – it's weird because I'm saying it because I was watching that Syracuse game and you know Syracuse was running up and down the court but they just make the right plays on defense to keep the momentum going on offense and it's just hard for teams to do to do stuff like that I watched it against Duke they ran over Florida State they ran over NC State I mean teams that can get out they make the right plays on defense to continue the momentum and Clemson's not going to be able to you know withstand that I you know barring it might stay within the number for. a a little bit late in the game, I think North Carolina gets over it and, and, and win. They might win by double digits, man. I think they're on a roll. I don't think anyone's talking about North Carolina. Is this true? Is like, I feel like more of it's like with the Kentucky and Duke and uh, Gonzaga.
1: Well, well, and you're right. And obviously, it's kind of reflected in this in the future price. And their big win against Duke is discredited because of Zion shoe blowing out.
0: Right. You know what I mean? Right. So
1: like, I don't think they're being given enough credit. For what they've done, and this little—I mean—they've been tearing teams up. Yeah, they played they're Florida just, State right winning. after,
2: and Florida State, incredible defensive team. You know what I mean? They can beat just—they can be just as good as anyone if they wanted to on any given. And they rolled them by twenty. You know what I mean? Like, it's a—they're it, a great yeah. team. I just think that style of offense of like—they just. I like what they're doing because they kind of came out the gate slow, and now they're rolling. Like, this is a team I could back going into the tournament offensively. Right. If they had a dud, that's fine. You know, I can die with that. But, I mean, if they're rolling, I think they can beat anybody in the country,
1: bar none. Mm. Eight and three in their last 11 games against the spread. They've been favored in every single game they've played. They were pick'em at home against Virginia, and they were nine and a half at Duke. But otherwise – Favorite in every game. And like you said, up tempo basketball, they score eh, 77, 79, or the two lowest numbers they've scored in their last 10 games. It's all in the 80s or higher. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think Clemson's going to score enough in this one. This, this one is a road favorite that I'll make a case for. So I'm with you. North Carolina. Uh, wins this game, they win at BC. Their next game, and then they get the home game against Duke. Man, so hey, this one. may be the time to jump on them. Um, before, I mean, if they win the home game against Duke, their price is going nowhere but down, yeah, right? Guaranteed for the future. Guaranteed. So, yep, this might be the week to to grab them. And if they lose to Clemson, for sure, this would be. You know, you might get actually get fifteen to one in that neighborhood. So, right. Yep. 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 All right. Well, that'll do it for the college basketball talk. We'll jump to the NBA. We'll bring A.B. back A. B.?
2: in. A.B. Is he around? I think he's gone. He's gone. He's in the room with me. I think he's gone, though, mentally. He's, he's out. Still oh,
1: here. yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> <worn> out. <laughs> he's back. A.B., <laughs> tell me you watched some uh, at least highlights of some uh, NBA action tonight. I mean between oh, the Portland-Toronto game, um, Milwaukee at the Lakers. There was some good NBA stuff tonight, no? I mean, Chicago-Atlanta, a four-overtime game with two teams that are playing for the, the lottery pick. Some good stuff tonight, right?
0: I, I couldn't get enough, man. I was, I, was, I was having such a hard time, like, actually doing my job.
1: <laughs> Don't tell junkyard,
0: but, um, he's man, not listening the,
1: to the show. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's, he's got the baby. Congrats on the right. baby. Congrats. If he is listening to the show, absolutely. Congrats. You have no idea how your life has changed, but enjoy <laughs> it truth. now. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, I, I was,
0: I was so psyched and those three games stood out by a mile. Um, what Trey Young's been doing. Um, I've been a big Trey Young since I've seen him play at Oklahoma <laughs> which should shock everybody Excellent. because they don't Look like college basketball. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And I told no. I was like, this guy's the one, this is the guy, this guy's going to be a pro. It's, 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 you can't, you just can't teach shooting like that. I mean, it's, it's another level. I, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he can pull up from where he does and just, I mean, it was magnificent. If you got a chance to watch it, you got to go back and watch it. I mean, what he was doing was just off off crazy. And then the Bulls played great too. I mean, uh, Levine had some just incredible dunks in the game. Um, Laurie Markkinen was playing well, um, although he got really shook on a Trey Young layup, but another story. He's a big man; it's okay. <laughs> yep. Um, it Toronto was was two really quality teams, just like you know, going back and forth and punching each other in the mouth. Uh, a lot of veteran type stuff on the offensive and defensive side. Kawhi finally made a game-winning shot. While yes, he in did. The dungeon. <laughs> uh, he was old for three in the dungeon. That deserves some applause. applause. Uh, I think that's, he's yeah, wanted right? it. He's been waiting. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So that was nice. Um, and then, yeah, I love watching my man Giannis. Uh, I mean, you know, do what he does. He, he wasn't really scoring a ton tonight, but uh, he was contributing in the other ways that stars contribute when. You know they're not dropping thirty points. Um, he was just absolutely cleaning up every rebound, uh, getting the assists going a little bit, and then Eric Bledsoe was just phenomenal right after signing the big contract. So, right, uh, great stuff, man! I, I can't wait for the playoffs. I, I'm so into this NBA.
1: I love it. What uh, is Giannis like on a pitch count? Like with minutes, or what's yeah, what the hell his, is going on right now? His knee, his knee is like sore. Okay, so they just don't want
0: anything. You know, crazy to happen with the position they I mean, they're in the one seed in the East, so they know they're they just clinched the play the first playoff spot of the year for an NBA team tonight with the win. So, you know, they just don't want they don't want anything crazy to happen. I, I think as long as they're resting him in the back to backs here and there, like I mean, right. I wouldn't be shocked at all if he's not playing tomorrow at Utah. Um, but I think in in the same token, they don't have that kind of you know, experience to necessarily be resting everyone
1: when, you know, they got a lot of work to do to get through the East. Right. And obviously they want and need, I think, to have that one seat. Yeah,
0: I I think it's important to uh, a few of the teams for sure. Yeah. Um, I think they could beat a couple teams that are, you know, the bigger, I guess, the heavyweights of the East. I I just feel like they – that they will beat the Sixers no matter where they would play. Mm -hmm. Um, Boston, uh, that one could be tough if if Boston could get it together, but they've been a mess. So who knows even where they're going to
1: be seated by the time this thing starts. Right. Um, Well, we'll kind of lead into – we'll take a quick look at tomorrow's games. Um, Real fast, we'll maybe run through a couple, what you think. But Mm -hmm. I'm interested in what you think about – you know, like you said, we don't know if uh, Giannis is going to play tomorrow. And as a result, there isn't a line anywhere, <laughs> at least that I'm aware of. I'm looking at uh, the screen and don't, don't see anything. The stuff that goes on with the NBA is very interesting because, like, all the moves that happened on Thursday, every one of them came in. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> somebody knew Durant wasn't playing. For Golden State before we did um, and you know you take bets on the magic all the way down the ladder and Golden State blows a 15 point lead and, and loses that happens but um, then the other one was uh, Philly was playing OKC Paul George undisclosed illness whatever it was <laughs> there's a huge move and they go from a six point favorite six and a half to a four point favorite and you know the Sixers blow them out, so it's interesting what goes on with the NBA uh, with the injuries and the questions. Milwaukee at Utah tomorrow—that's the—that's the that's the, uh, the late game. Milwaukee's got to be favored, but it's really going to become a short number if no uh, no Giannis, right?
0: Yeah, for sure, especially on the back to back. And yeah, the Jazz are even playing great picks. basketball.
1: Yeah. yeah. Jazz are playing great right now. Um, yeah, they just they had, had a have, big win at Denver through last game. Yep, right? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah.
0: They. I mean, they. They started uh, off the year with a really strong schedule, and I believe these are the two hardest games they have the rest of the way: mm-hmm. uh, the Nuggets and then the Bucks. So um, they're probably going to go on a tear. I mean, there was talk that they may even be able to climb up to the three seed in the West. Um, maybe even the two, depending on what the Nuggets do
1: after after that loss. It's crazy in our futures market. We cannot get a bet on the Jazz at all. We, yeah. we just, you know, they're just an overlooked team, and they're a quality team, like you said. And looking ahead, they're going to win. I think there's 22 games left, something like that. They're probably going to win 17 of those games, minimum. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I mean, know. it sure looks that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, they're capable. They they have the kind of schedule where they can really make a run here. But um, you know the Thunder and Blazers and Rockets. I mean, they're all playing so good. Yeah, I got some Warriors even too. I mean, it's just it's crazy, man. Like the West and the East. I
1: mean, the top the top teams in each conference are really loaded this year. It's great. So the two really marquee games tomorrow, in addition to Milwaukee, Atlanta, or Milwaukee, Utah, um, OKC's at San Antonio, and there's no line again for that because we don't know Paul George's status. Um, yeah, he's doubtful, so right. that
0: that'll definitely affect that. So
1: OKC okay, probably a short favorite, you'd say?
0: Yeah, probably like three and a half, Yeah, I would think, without George, and then probably like five and a half five George and right. George. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um and O K C coming off the loss to the Sixers. Any side you favor in that one? Um
0: Hard to say. I, I think uh the Spurs have just had a horrible run lately. Um they, they did know, that rodeo like trip three right? of ten, I think. Yeah, yeah, they were away from home yeah. for a
1: long time and it really catches up to them. I mean they lose to some sure, bad yeah. teams, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean they've only lost seven games at home all year. Right. So um I think if George is out, they're probably a good bet. Um yep. to cover the point spread. Um if George does play, I would kind of it's one of those games I'd kind of want to see what where the line goes. You know, if it does open, like, as high as five, five and a half, then, you know, if you start to see it come down, I'd, I'd probably try to scoop one of those five and a halfs or fives if it's out there. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, man, Thunder, I mean, I, I just think they're I, – I think they're really good this year. And um, what the – you know, they're playing in that three-seed spot and they got a lot of teams, like, nipping at their heels. Mm-hmm. I just think they're playing a better basketball right now than the Spurs. So they're, they're a tough team to go against. But, again, it it's all comes down to the number. So
1: um, It's crazy because I, I you, when, you, when you watch the game against the Sixers, with George not on the floor, it got they kind of got caught looking around like, well, all right, what do we do now? You know, as it got yeah. down to the end because George has stepped up and made a lot of big shots and has been the go-to guy. I mean, Russ has deferred that – You know, when when we need to go to someone, it's been George. And they were down two, four points close and tied. And it was give Russ the ball and drive the hoop, not get fouled, get fouled. Like nobody knew what to do. And when you take that out of the the dynamic, it's very hard. So, yeah, I mean, San Antonio looks live. I agree with you. Uh, At least they covered the spread after being on the road that long, come home and – Catching points. I, I think they definitely are worth a look. How about the game of the day? National TV game, ABC, Golden State at Philly. Golden State off two losses in Florida, the Dwayne Wade, you know, buzzer beater, and then the collapse against the Magic with no Durant. Uh, Philly, the question every game with them right now is: MB playing? Is he not playing? Is he playing? Is he not playing? And that yeah, affects pretty, the line. I don't know what the line's gonna be in this game.
0: No idea. Pretty sure pretty sure he's out, uh, for this game. Um I know Clay's questionable now too. So, um you know, when it comes to NBA, man, I, I really try to avoid any of this stuff where anybody's questionable that really matters. Right. So that's why like if I can get something that tells me that George is out, then I'll consider that play, but But when you've got a question mark on such a key component to that team, like Klay Thompson, um, and you just mentioned how uh, things get crazy when Durant, you know, is all of a sudden out, and then everybody wants to bet bet the Magic. Um, But, yeah, I I, kind of look around at these other games. Um, I try to pick on a few teams that are in the tank mode and and whatnot. Um, I I actually really liked uh, the Hawks and Bulls game over, so that one kind of worked out. I'll I try to find like yeah. <laughs> I'll try to find uh I try to find like the you know, the games maybe no one's really betting and um try to find an angle there. Okay. Uh, especially like overs right now for uh teams that are tanking is probably pretty good mm-hmm. maybe a pretty good winner, I think, the rest of the season. So, you know, I might be looking at like Detroit, Cleveland, um possibly laying the points with Detroit, um thinking about the Orlando, Indiana total over um the The way the magic have been playing, I think they they like to get up get down the floor um but yeah i don 't know um the board's not exactly jumping out at me right um, but yeah, those are the kind of angles at least that I would be looking at
1: uh and for the listeners to catch the show later, I just looked ahead to Sunday. Some real trash games, boys. <laughs> Some real trash. Oh games. man! A rematch, an epic rematch of the Hawks and the Bulls. Who knew they had a home at yeah. home? I think you can safely bet the under. It's a twelve thirty yeah. start here for us, right? So, and a four overtime game. I'm going to write that down. Inflated before I number.
2: I got to under it
1: down. Atlanta Chicago. It's going to kill me um, if I
2: if I don't bet and it happens.
1: Houston-Boston, preview
2: um, of the NBA Finals,
1: possibly, Sunday. Uh, Under Sunday. Houston-Boston. I don't know, man. That's another one that Houston has been stepping up against good teams when they're playing bad teams or lesser opponents, laying a big number they have not been covering. I don't know. Boston will probably come, what, three, three and a half?
0: Somewhere yeah, in that neighborhood, yeah. yeah. Gordon, Gordon, and Kenneth Fareed are both questionable. Oh, here game. we go. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's like the those, Rockets. The Rockets just can't stay healthy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, you just cannot keep guys on the court. Um, and Farid just yeah, started. Jesus, wow. I know. Yeah, he's been. He was playing great too, yeah. man. Like really good for them. Um, first game jumps out to me with no line. I, I would love the Wizards on Sunday at home against the, the the Wolves. I just wow. The Wizards are actually trying to get after it. They're playing hard. That's um, why
1: you listen to the Cash Considerations podcast. You get someone yeah. like AB to throw out. I love the Wizards against the <laughs> T Wolves. No one else says that. <laughs> <laughs> the T wolves are horrible on the road, man. They like,
0: are. I just don't think they they have a lot of like. I just don't think they have a lot of heart on that team. They just they're they not just making the playoffs, right? No, not at no. all. No, they I think no, they've won not like at three all. games in their last. Not at all. George Foreman. <laughs> a um, Yeah, man. I I don't know. Uh, like I said, you know, take a look at the markets. Follow these numbers. Um, you know, look at these tank team overs. Uh, you know, and then try to stay away from the the big injury games and
1: stuff. But there's just too many shenanigans that go on in that, so you don't know what what you're really laying. So our NBA discussion in the last couple of weeks um, has been on the Western Conference and the bottom half. Who's going to make the playoffs and who's not? Has anything? And we've talked about it. The Clippers will lose a draft pick if they make the playoffs. All they do is win now. They've won, yeah, since we said that and. As they continue to do that, they're separating themselves from the, the T-Wolves, who look like, I agree with you, they're not making the playoffs. Can't win on the road. Literally 9-23 and 23 on the road this season. Worst record. Hey. Other other than Dallas and Phoenix, that's the, the third worst record in the uh, Western Conference on the road. So, they're out. Um, right now, the Spurs are sitting in the eighth seed. Uh, Still think they're going to find their way in. So outside looking in right now, Sacramento and the Lakers. Are the Lakers making the playoffs? AB, I don't like LeBron's no. body language. No, they're, going, they're no. done. Right? They look. Toasty. They're
0: done. Yeah, they're done. That game tonight was a great example. I mean, they just uh, they just don't play as a team. That you know, you can just tell. Like, I think LeBron's over the whole Luke Walton era. Like. It's his team. He doesn't have the team he wants right now, and so he's just showing up. And he does play hard in, in portions, but I've definitely seen him
1: disappear in parts of these games. So I don't like right. his body language either at all. For like, sure, I, yeah. He, he, he he there was now. a huddle. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh,
0: sorry. There was a huddle in the Pelicans game, and Luke Walton was, like, talking to the team, and LeBron was standing closer to the scorer's table out on the court with his back to the team. I'm like, how is this leadership? I'm like, and what made me so mad about it, and I'll go on one of my rants here real quick. um, If that's Russell Westbrook, that's all anyone is talking about. He's
1: That's
0: all (laughs) anyone is talking about. Like, it drives me freaking crazy how LeBron gets these passes that other guys don't get. And, like, you know, we were talking about uh, the game the Thunder just lost, and I got, you can ask Mo, I was sitting here with Mo, and I got so mad, I'm like, I love how they put these stats up about Russell Westbrook where, well, when he takes over 20 shots a game, they have a losing record. When he takes 19 or less, they have a winning record. I'm like, because they're probably losing. Right. So he's trying <laughs> to bring them back in the game. Like, they act like these the stats, like, are just so skewed to what they are what they want to say. It's
1: crazy. It drives me nuts. Yeah. He does uh, – uh, Westbrook gets a raw deal. There's no question. But LeBron gets a pass. I totally agree 100%. with you. And yeah. – you know, I mean, even you see things like just a bad pass, and he's standing in the lane, throws his hands up, and almost turns his back. They're running the other way, and he's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" You know, what I mean, like the the things that that happen, where you know that if it was certain guys, they get lambasted, they get blown up on social media, yeah, and post game, LeBron can do and say whatever he wants, and. It's taken on a, 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 a just it's it's caught too much momentum, and you can see the team is is just not connected. There's no yeah. synergy at all. They're not playing as a team, like you said. And I would be shocked if they made the playoffs right now. Like, what are they going to do? Go on an eight you know game winning streak? It's not happening. Their strength of schedule right is really tough the rest yeah. of the way.
0: Yeah, so. um, I I mean. Uh, it boils down to the fact that he wanted to trade this whole roster for one guy.
1: And everybody and knows it.
0: And so they know it. And <laughs> yeah. it's, that's tough, man. That's – you know, with a bunch of young kids who, you know, they get drafted there they think, oh, man, I'm going to be a Laker for my life. We're going to win championships. And then, you know, you, you get – LeBron comes in and then it's like, oh, by the way, we're probably getting traded to New Orleans who may not have a team in two years. So – Right, You know, it's, it's a lot for those kids, I think, to have to deal with at these young ages. And then when they probably are like, you know, they they grew up on LeBron, but I think they also are now dealing with LeBron, the person, and that's a whole other thing. So, yep, it's a shame.
1: All right, table the NBA talk. We'll jump to a uh, big UFC card at T-Mobile in town this weekend in addition to uh... – oh, before we jump into that, the NASCAR races here in Vegas this weekend. Let's break that down real quick. Anyone got anything on that? Mo, you got anything on NASCAR? <laughs> pass, good. All right, AB, you got anything on NASCAR? All right, zoom, zoom. There we go, making noise. Yeah, um, that's it for me too. All right, we Listen covered the NASCAR. wrong show, folks. Yep, Sorry. that's it. It's a, it's a hard pass. It's not It'll be here, and I don't even want it on the TV in the room, but we'll probably have to have it on just to see. When it starts, and if there are that many caution flags, however much we put up for the prop, that's it.
0: It'll be in the same place that that Bills Jets game was on back in the day when we were talking. Right? About it. yeah. yeah, it's got to be in the on bathroom. the TV. It's
1: it. Right? That's it. <laughs> All right. So we covered the NASCAR race. That's good. Uh, you can put that in the notes if you'd like. Um, let's go to the UFC and something that you know people actually watch and bet and have, you know, more and more interest in as these cards get better and better um I'll kind of just throw out um a fight or two or 3AB and if uh unless you want to jump in and no that's all right. cool yeah so uh let's see here Garbrandt and Moonhos? Munoz. Munoz, yep. Yeah. Um, Garbrandt coming off two
0: championship uh, losses to TJ Dillashaw, both by vicious knockout loss. Um, before that, he was undefeated. Hadn't lost the fight. Uh, took the belt off Dominick Cruz. So, uh, you know, those obviously are two crushing losses for him. Um, Current becomes, number
1: is 160. Uh,
0: it's yeah you're looking at like one fifty to one sixty on garbrandt. There's a couple one forty fives um high price on the dogs like plus one thirty pretty much um Munoz is gonna wanna you know wrestle and uh you know garbrandt's gonna wanna um gonna land big shots, and that's just basically how they fight I mean, he's a tremendous uh tremendous on his feet with his hands uh you know if he hits you. You go down. Um, he was able to drop Dillashaw a couple of times and uh, almost stopped him in the first fight but it ran out of time. It was one of those kind of situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wrote in Gaming Today, uh, I wrote about a couple of these fights. This was one of the ones I wrote about and I normally do not recommend betting a guy who's lost two in a row. Um, it's kind of like one of my UFC things but I just feel like he lost to one of the the best pound for pound fighters in the world. And as Pedro Munoz is good, but I don't think he's as good as Cody Garbrandt. And I think that at some point Garbrandt lands something that will make the difference in the fight. Okay. Um, Whether that's early late. I'm not real sure on that. As far as the timing, I think he definitely, you know, uh, should have learned from the two fights with Dillashaw to be patient. Um, and uh, you know we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. But I, I like him. I think uh, laying one fifty one sixty is not crazy.
1: Um, you know, I I think you're okay there. Okay. Um, any opinion on the women's fight, Torres and Zhang? No. Um... Okay. No, I mean little, I just no saw the line. It's, it's almost a pick'em
0: line. Pick'em, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think if I had to back one of them, I'd probably back Torres, but I'm not crazy about that one. And that just would basically be a play on her with maybe a little underperceived value. She's a veteran in the octagon, so. But I, yeah, that's not one of the ones I'm I'm looking at. Okay, how
1: about um, Lawler Ashgren?
0: Uh, this is one of the marquee fights um, before they uh, announced Woodley and Usman uh, for the co-main. Um, mm-hmm. Lawler is a former welterweight champion. He's he's probably, in my opinion, the best fight I've ever seen between him and Rory McDonald. Um, he's a sensational striker. Um, tough as nails. Um, Askren is a grind-you-to-the-ground uh, wrestler. He's going to want to absolutely just... Um, basically like he's cool with winning every decision he will get you on the ground make it so you can't move anytime you move he'll make an adjustment um and but this is his first ufc fight um he's undefeated he's undefeated he's never lost in a mixed martial arts fight so you can kind of like think of him as kind of like an american uh khabib okay okay um but uh you know he's he's a big uh NCAA wrestler um you know he's he's just been he's just a fantastic like
1: athlete basically um It's a big price though, no? Yeah, I mean
0: Waller's kind of on the back edge and it's a terrible matchup for him oh, because okay. all he wants to do is strike and he just if he's on the ground like he's not going to go anywhere. Like mm. if you remember some of the classic old George St. Pierre fights, that's yeah. pretty much what Askern does
2: he okay. will get you
0: down and he will tire you out for the entire five minutes so he's really got to land something um i'm sure he's going to be a popular public dog um you might be able to sniff like minus 250 maybe uh later on in the night um most places are sitting at 275 mm-hmm. or three dollars um there are a couple books that have 250 right now i don't know how much they'd let you get down but um Askren should win. There's always the possibility of nerves. There's been some good, uh, great UFC fighters that when they made their debut, uh, they didn't fight well or lost close decisions and things like that. Okay. But I think Askren's like a total pro. I, I find it hard to believe that
1: Lawler will win this fight. Okay. Uh, the co-main event you said is Woodley, Usman. Yep. And um, Walter uh, title fight. Yep. He what is he about? One sixty-five, one seventy number.
0: Uh, yeah, we got him a little high here right now. Okay. Caesars we're at one seventy-five. Okay. Um, but yeah, one sixty is pretty much market. One sixty-one 160, sixty-five. Um, we've got we've actually got some pretty sharp action on both sides of this fight. Um, so it's kind of interesting. I'm not quite sure. I kind of lean Woodley, um, just because he's, you know, he's beaten some of the best guys out there time and time again. Um, Usman. Hasn't looked all that impressive in his last few fights. Um, really grinding out some pretty ugly decisions to get here, but now he's here. So uh, they fight very similar. Both are wrestlers, but both have tremendous power in their hands. Uh, I kind of like the under, man. I, I think one of them either get lands something big and uh, it just turns the whole fight. Um, but I expect a very technical match early on. I just think eventually, like one guy will, will, you know, land something of significance and that'll,
1: and that'll end the fight. Okay. All right. That makes a lot of sense. Um, the main event, it's, uh, the battle of the most common names in the world. I believe Smith and Jones, <laughs> Smith, and Jones. <laughs> Smith and Jones, uh, it's a big number. And, you know, John Jones is, uh, you know, the, the best is this yep. price, uh, Are we live at all with the dog here, man?
0: I I mean, I can't see it. I mean, no, Jones is just on another level. And I think if, if Anthony Smith were to land the, the, the million dollar punch, um, you know, it would be a shocker. And I think Jones would come back as a significant favorite in the rematch. Um, he just has so much talent in every facet of, of mixed martial arts. Um, Smith's been on a hell of a run, uh, but the three guys he's beat aren't John Jones, and um, I think you'd be crazy to 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 back him. I mean, I, I get the price; the price is nice, but um, I, I just don't see any way Jones loses this fight unless Jones himself like makes a huge error that he knows better than. You know what I mean?
1: Right okay
2: just
0: yeah i i I like the under um it's been going up uh you're getting like plus money everywhere um because i i kind of feel like i could see smith just going for it so i think there's a shot he could if he wins the fight he probably wins early because he catches jones early right i don't think he wants to get in a five round fight with john jones no Um, there's just too much too many opportunities at that point for john to like Land something huge, get him in some type of submission. Um, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> this feels like a slam dunk win for John Jones, but um, you know, I'm never really comfortable laying nine dollars, twelve dollars on anything unless I think it should be like twenty five hundred. Right. And I don't think it's quite that crazy because it is mixed martial arts and it takes one shot to change a fight. Yeah. But yeah, I you know, like I said, I, I'm looking at the total under. I take a shot that. Jones can finish him in the uh the first round or the first two minutes and thirty seconds of round two.
1: Okay. All right. Well that'll do, uh that'll cover the UFC. Hopefully, uh if you haven't read the column, get on gaming today, read A B.'s column because he dives into this stuff pretty deep. And uh you know, hopefully yeah, I like...
0: go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I like way too many fights, so you know Either uh, either I'm gonna kill it or I'm gonna kill myself. I don't, I'm not sure what's gonna happen. But when I when I like I don't know. It just seems to always go that way. It's like one of those things where I go like seven and two, eight and one, or I go like you know oh and nine or like one and eight. So we'll see what happens. I like a lot of favorites, which always scares me. That's when I mix in a lot of dogs that I kind of feel like I'm really seeing the
1: board, but you know, right, it
0: just seems like a favorite card to me. I'm a little little concerned to parlays, so hopefully we have a
1: nice uh, upset somewhere in there that helps us out. Yep. Um. You guys take parlays on it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because we do too, but we've had to kind of limit them because you know they string together three and four favorites, and it just it just adds up and it adds up and it adds up when it's a favorite sure. card, and then you hit you know, you grade the last fight, you know, what just happened? You know, (laughs) that really just happened. You're like, yeah. you know, you come in the next day and you go, oh my. It's
0: one of those things you got to measure over time, man. I mean, it's, you know, the six and seven teamers that cash. Yeah. They're going to make a nice killing today, but man, when the, when the dogs, there will be a UFC pay-per-view that man, it's, it's just dog, dog, dog. And I mean, those things just get crushed. Yeah. You know, it's it's
1: a balance for sure. Much like much like a lot of things. Um, all right, let's spin it around here a little bit. We'll throw some topics out there. We'll get a couple of quick takes, and then we'll get out of here. Um, just real quick, football because we got to talk about it because that's what everybody bets and is most interested in. Do you watch the combine at all? a b I'll i watch
2: a, i
0: watch a lot of highlights man okay um i am very much into a big fantasy football league that i that i'm in with my friends. It's a dynasty league, so we have a rookie draft and all that kind of stuff, so I'm always looking for guys and um, and you know it helps with the betting aspect too it makes right me feel like you know who who i think actually had a good draft and i I don't get too tied up into the measurables and stuff uh but you know I do like to see if a guy uh you know, especially running backs, I think are my favorite thing to watch just mm-hmm. because I feel like you can kind of find some guys that can translate well with how they, how agile they are. I look for that more than the 40 speed. Mo, you don't watch it
1: because you don't bet on it, right? Mo, he's, he's not even listening. All right, he's out. Um, <laughs> it was interesting because in New Jersey they put lines up on it. And yeah, uh, yeah. then they decided that, nah, you're not taking – Bets on that? They voided all the bets. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Um, you guys didn't I, put I heard, lines up, did you? No, we did okay. not. Right.
0: um But I, I heard they uh they did make it right, and they were going to pay.
1: Uh, oh, okay. The
0: winners or whatever, if okay. they win, and then refund any of the losers. So oh,
1: good. Okay. They at so, least
0: they at least took advantage of the customer service aspect there. Okay. But yeah, that was a big thing on Twitter for a couple hours for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was one of those things that you're just like. Uh, from the business standpoint, it's you can't do what they initially said they were going to do. So if they made it right, all right, give them credit. Um, yeah, it's just crazy about putting lines up on this stuff. Like I just know, just from being here for as long as as you know we've been here and in this business, it's very hard to just keep throwing stuff up. You know, even with props and even with things like you got to kind of be sure at least of. Managing it, and if you're gonna offer it you you, you got to take bets. I mean you know offering stuff that you're only taking twenty dollars on. why are we doing that right? I mean, are you in that school of thought? I mean we're gonna put stuff up. let's take some bets
0: yeah, sure. I mean, I don't see the point of you know putting something up unless you're you know willing to take a few bets on it right I, I think you know you definitely have to be careful with um the kind of bets that you know are coming across. you don't want to uh right don't want to isolate yourself and put yourself at an unnecessary risk. So you you do have to be careful and you might not be able to leave everything up for as long right. as you might like. But but yeah, I mean, you know, that that comes partially with innovation and, and trying new things and trying to keep a customer base happy and stuff. But as you can tell, uh there's a lot of learning going on. There's a lot of questions about, you know, should we book it, should we book it? I mean right. it sounded like they they kinda of changed their mind in the middle of everything. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. But <laughs> I'm not sure how that all played out, but um, hopefully that, that's not a thing that happens a ton as we keep expanding
1: out here in all these states. Um next question. From one A B to another A B. Antonio Brown. What, My guy. What you I knew you'd be a fan. I know you love <laughs> I, I there's no question. Not only do you share the initials, but I mean, come on, I know he's your guy. Where does he end up? 'Cause he's not be he's not gonna be in Pittsburgh next season. There is no chance in hell.
0: Yeah, um well I, I know Schefter came out and said uh that the Raiders, Redskins, and Titans are the teams that sound like the front runners. Mm. Um, and the Raiders of course have plenty of uh assets and draft picks to trade with uh the Steelers. Um but I know uh there were reports they they weren't crazy about not trading him in the AFC, but they wanted him out of the conference.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I think at the end of the day, they're going to take the best deal. I think realistically, they, they probably are just sitting there going, okay, well, we're not trading him to the Chiefs and the Patriots and the Colts. So, you know, the Raiders, I mean, I can't imagine. As good as Antonio Brown is, he's not going to just turn them into like a 12-4 and juggernaut. That one's not um, going to end
1: well for him. I can tell you that right now. If he goes to the Raiders, it's not going to end well. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I just think – I've seen this this kind of show before in Pittsburgh where, you know, the star receiver, you know, let's date back to, like, Plaxico Burris. I think think he's a different cloth, though, than those guys. He is. He is, but Uh, he – The style of play, you know. Yeah. Continue. The whole thing makes a lot of those guys – look the way they do, and he's definitely a level above Plaxico and and Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace thought he was, you know, going to go places and be this and be that, and I I just think he's got to go to a team with a quarterback and a running game. Like, if they they don't have a running game, I mean, him going to the Raiders is not going to, it's just not going to end well. The Redskins, uh uh-huh. Uh, you know, I don't know if Alex Smith is ever going to play again. Their quarterback situation is a mess.
0: Well, uh, I think they'll end up with picking up somebody, at least somebody with a pulse. Right,
1: um, right. You know, Tennessee, I, I, mean, I think, I, of those three teams would be the best fit and I think would lead him to have continued success. Yeah. Um, what it means for the Steelers, though, I mean, like everybody's in love with Juju and, and this and, you know, they're just they're not going to miss a beat. I don't think they realized that juju was good because AB was on the field and doing what he was doing, right?
0: Right. I, I think it's a combination. I think, you know, it, it's unrealistic to expect him to just drop 100 catches and yeah. 1,700 yards and 14 touchdowns. He's probably going to regress a little, um, probably into that high 70s, um, over 1,000 yards, like maybe eight or nine touchdowns. But yeah, they're going to have to get production from somebody else. I mean, they, you know, I, I also felt like Connor started to fade a little bit. And that could be him just being a rookie. Um, but that concerns me because he wasn't as dynamic as, as Bell. Um, he benefited a lot from that great offensive line that the Steelers have, at least from the run blocking aspect. Um, their pass protection was uh, shaky at times. Right. As Big Ben, I'm sure would be happy to tell you. Um, but, yeah, I mean – it's physical. Stealer, it's hard the, to
1: be a running back in the NFL, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I'm almost starting to buy into this one guy's theory. I forget who it was, but he was talking about how he would never sign a free agent running back like ever. He just said, I'd just keep drafting. Just keep just keep churning them out. Two, three, four guys all like within the last four years. Like,
1: you, you have to. It, it it's very hard to just do it like they used to with giving a guy, you know, I'll big number of carries and using them all the time you can't it just doesn't happen yeah. anymore It just you can't and, and they age so quickly the window is is so it, it's shortening we used to say at 30 they're done well now 27 28 <laughs> the wear and tear of five years is is on them and right. yeah I, I i agree with you i don't think uh looking aside sign any free agent I running mean rich, i don't know I,
0: like, for me, I think it makes sense if you're, like, right there. So, for me, if, right. like the Colts decided to sign Bell, I would like that move. Yeah. But anybody else that isn't, like, right there and if they're like, man, if we just added that piece, like, all of a sudden we we can win it all. Mm-hmm. Like, if it, if you're not that close, there's no point in signing a guy like Le'Veon Bell. Like, that makes no sense to me. Right. Like, if the Dolphins or the Jets gave him a ton of money, I'd be like, wow, that's a terrible idea.
1: Yep. Uh, all right. We'll jump to hockey real quick. Uh, and I know that, you know, you're not a huge hockey guy, but the Knights made a huge trade at the deadline. They, they, they go and get a, a bona fide star. Uh, right. that No one knows about because he played in Ottawa, but Mark stone is no joke. Um, and contingent on him coming here was signing an eight year deal for a big number against the yep. cap. It's going to, Change the dynamics of the team next season, but what it does for them this year, the Knights are all in, baby. This could actually, <laughs> this could actually um, create another level of excitement that we saw last spring with making a run at the Cup. I mean, have, did you see any um, futures action come in? I know we did. We saw a lot of bets come in on the Knights, and um, you know they played really good the last two nights, uh, won both games. I don't know. I, I think they're live. I think it's a, it's an exciting time. Again, it kinda maybe was the rejuvenation. You know, when you bring a guy in at the deadline like that, everyone gets energized and says, Yeah, we're going for it, right? Sure.
0: Yeah. Um I, I think that was a great move because they had to make that decision if, you know, we're gonna try to do this thing again, then we gotta add a big piece and uh they needed yeah yeah they did um i I think that partially what their problem has been is that they're missing the veterans that were that were leading the way and when you're adding new pieces and subtracting old pieces in such a quick amount of time it it creates this i think imbalance and um by adding like a superstar like that to the roster um now they' I think that's going to affect the locker room in a very positive way um, as far as the bets coming in man i I'm not quite sure okay. <laughs> um, Jeff is all over the hockey, the hockey yeah. and I've dr- and I've drifted so far into the NBA now. Like I I'm like, I'm barely even knowing what the Knights record is. My kid asked me the other day, <laughs> I was like, I think they're doing all right. I, I'm like, I'm completely lost now. But, um, from what I, from what I've seen, the little bits and pieces I've watched, I, I just don't see how anybody beats the lightning this year. They no, just look they're, amazing. They're, man. they're
1: clearly the best team in hockey and they're a different, uh, level from the next team down. There's no right. question. I don't think there's it's a team just... in the East that can beat them in, in, in a series, even Washington, forget it. I, I just don't think that uh, seven-game series they're losing. They're, right. they're yeah. just too deep, too fast. They score goals like crazy. This first-period-over phenomenon it has been <laughs> nuts, and uh, yeah. there's real legs to that, and they, they are the best team in the league at it. Um, yeah, I agree with you. The, the, the Lightning look far and away above the, to be the best team in the East, let alone in the NHL. So I don't know. Uh, I, I I just I know from a from a hockey fan's perspective and being in town, it's something that you know we could talk about. I know your guy Carp uh, over at Gaming Today wrote a nice article uh, about the Knights and the move and everything. It was just it, it created the buzz I think we needed, uh, and right. you know can can lead them going forward. The sure. last thing in I, I hockey
0: go oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say yeah, I think the West is open, man. Yeah. yeah it really feels like it, the team that gets hot kind of thing or has a good first opening round series could really do some damage for sure. Yep. Um you know and it's playoff hockey man. I mean that's what's cool about that's what's cool about the hockey playoffs is yeah, I, I feel like the wild card teams really do have a shot once they're in there.
1: Yeah. Um have you seen these Carolina Hurricanes celebrating right <laughs> after?
0: I saw the Holyfield thing tonight, and I was like, "Wow!" I'm like, "I'm like, this is incredible! Like, this is hilarious! It's like, great, just right? Really having a good time." Yeah, I'm like, I immediately went to see what their goal differential was to see if I was going to throw a twenty on them because I've got no futures whatsoever on the NHL, which is unlike me. So I was like, eh, maybe I could just throw twenty bucks on them and root for them."
1: Yeah, they. uh yeah. As if the season ended today, they're actually in the playoffs. And I don't know if you're familiar with the whole situation, but Don Cherry, who's 80 years old and been wearing these flamboyant sport coats for 25 years and bringing attention upon himself in Canada, as a huge celebrity and a great ambassador for hockey, said that what the Hurricanes do after the games, they're a bunch of jerks. That was actually, that was, that's where that came from. (laughs) And they took that and put it on t-shirts and now it's them against the world, a bunch of jerks. So they do these great celebrations after the games and they started doing it at the beginning of the season when nobody was going to the games and just something that they brought over from Europe. And, you know, there's teams in, I don't know if it's the Russian league or the Swedish league, but they do it. It's a great thing. You know, and, Don Cherry has that feel of that get off my lawn type guy sure. that's saying yeah, this. Yeah. And now they bring in like Evander Holyfield to do this little thing. I mean, I love it. And I think it just brings a new energy and can bring in new fans. The place is packed. They sold thousands of bunch of jerks, T-shirts. I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> I didn't even know about that. thing, yeah. And now I'm like looking at it on Google and I'm seeing it. It's projected on the
0: ice, a bunch of jerks.
1: Oh, it's phenomenal! Oh, it's yeah, it's great. It really is good I,
0: stuff. I can just hear our buddy Rick saying, "They're going to run this team." <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well, if you're not a hockey fan and, and you get some time, get you know, find it on YouTube. You can see these celebrations. They've been pretty elaborate. and They've been a lot of fun, and uh, it's definitely a team to watch here down the stretch. All right, the last thing I wanted to just throw out there, real quick, because I know you guys covered it, uh, you know, b- both in the gaming today and, you know, with baseball on the horizon and spring coming upon us. Bryce Harper contract, 13 years, AB. And we talked about Machado last week in yep. 10 years, 300 million. 13 years, 330 million comes to about 25 million a year, whatever that is. Uh, You know, and it's prorated earlier. How about that? Does – first of all, forget about the length of the contract and things like that. Does it make the Phillies a World Series contender overnight? Whew. I mean, I think they were already
0: kind of in the conversation with just the lineup they already had. I mean, I just worry that, you know – to me, baseball comes down to pitching.
1: That's it.
0: You know – I mean, you can hit all you want, but when you got an ace up there that goes eight and a third and allows four hits, um, it, it doesn't matter, man. If they're on, it doesn't matter who's in your lineup because yeah. you're going to have a hell of a time trying to get a hit. I mean, and we always say, you know, the best players, they hit three out of 10 times.
1: Yeah. So anymore, you know, like, it's like 280. And, yeah. You know, yeah, like with the all the act. strikeouts and power. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the Phillies lineup now, projected to put Harper in the three-hole, Hoskins in the four-hole, and... Oh, it looks it looks nasty. I mean, their lineup looks nasty. It does, but you know what? That 3-4 spot, that's a combined, like, 325 strikeouts right there between right. those two, Yeah, you know? Sure. So, um, I think it's great for Phillies fans, and I have a lot of friends back there um, that, you know, this is... They sold... Hundred thousand tickets apparently the day it was announced that he signed. They're going to be completely all in, re-energized, looking forward to to baseball season. And I hope there's some success. But, but a thirteen year deal, what? <laughs> no trade, no opt out, no nothing. Just give me the money. We're going to move to Philly. and We're going to live there six months a year. and We're building a castle there and. Whatever. I don't know, man. Like, it's just too much. Where are we going with these contracts?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the money in the TV is just ridiculous, you know. I mean,
1: Ooh. there's just so much money for these guys to spend on these players. And I just thought yeah. that, like, you know, and, and I wish Boris was my agent because somehow <laughs> he, he can get <laughs> it done. Yeah, right? Like, mm-hmm. And uh, I'll give him a bigger cut. You know, if if sure. he wants it, yeah, yeah, whatever he needs. But if he can get me anywhere
0: in the millions, he can have ninety four percent of it.
1: Oh yeah, Wait, right, without a doubt. Me <laughs> up, Scott. It's a good deal. Um, good deal, man. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it, it seems like like with both these signings, they're taking the longer term term deal, and even Arenado signing to his extension. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we've reached the peak as far as the number, as far as like 30 million to 32 million, you know, cause Harper's is really is less. Um, and like you talked about last week and I thought it was a great point. I'd rather take a shorter term deal for a bigger number per year, especially at the age where I'm still producing like at 13 years, he's going to be 40 when this is over. What are we yeah, doing? i remember seeing seen the Gundy, the Gundy tweets.
0: <laughs> At the end of his contract he's gonna be saying, I'm forty. I'm forty <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, dude, Yeah so, man, it's I crazy. Don't know. I mean
0: I, oh. I, I I'm with you there. I, I don't know where this all ends. Um from from you know, history. I mean it seems like these contracts are always terrible ideas, but I don't know, man. I mean, you know, it's kind of like the Joe Flacco contract. Is it worth the Super Bowl championship to have a bad contract for five years? Probably, you know. So
1: maybe. I,
0: I mean, yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I'm I'm okay with it. I'd rather I'd rather my team be competing if I feel like we're close. Um, again, I, I oh, man, I I'd so much rather spend it on pitching though than than hitters. Yeah. I feel like you know I want guys that are gonna you know i want guy i really what i would try to shoot for if i was the gm is is just find every guy in the roster maybe outside the catcher that can hit 300 and just get on base and we'll go from there and just keep piling on hits well and that's where
1: that's where i think you again and i always say this like with when you have these outlooks and look you're always looking at things through a different lens and I agree with you. I think baseball is going to swing back to that because that's the way baseball used to be. We needed 300 hitters, you know, one through seven. We knew that shortstop wasn't going to hit. We knew the catcher wasn't going to hit. Those We wanted you to just play defense. The center fielder also covered the most ground and steal some bases. Otherwise, you know, the three, four, five guys hit for power. It was, it was a formula that worked for 75 years or whatever, and then it changed to this home run. We can strike out 200 times or plus. As long as you hit 30 bombs, we're okay with it. Nobody sacrifices. Nobody moves runners anymore. The game has changed. But I think you're right with the proliferation of pitching and the specialists, we're going to have to get on base more. We're going to have to move the defenses. We're going to have to have when, – because when guys are on base, the shifts don't work. You know, you can't be so far out of position where nobody can cover third base when you have a runner at second. You know? Right. So – I think you're right in that respect where it's going to come back to, yeah, we're gonna need just to get, you know, guys that can hit, guys that can get on base, can bunt for a base hit. It's okay to lay down a bunt if you're on first. If if the end result is on first, it doesn't matter. If you hit it through the shift right. or you bunt it, you're on first. Now we can do some things. So it's interesting. I just think it 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 uh it makes the NL East probably the division of uh it takes a little steam, uh, you know. The AL East with the Red Sox and the Yankees and and everything is always the one that is most discussed, and, and the NL or the AL West with the Astros and and things are out there. But now the NL East is really dynamic. You know, the Phillies have Harper now. The Braves are are back. Uh, the Nationals are with the loss of Harper, but still the best pitching staff in the division. And then the Mets are right there. Man, there's a lot of love for the Mets too. So I I think it going to bring a, a nice storyline at least starting the spring yeah it'll be yeah. interesting right I mean like there's is, is there a clear-cut favorite in that division in your eyes um
0: no I, I, right I yeah I mean I don't know I'd say like Phillies and Braves are probably co-favorites Phillies just have that incredible line of Braves are more well balanced um I don't trust the Nationals at all I've said that multiple times uh the Mets I just they just can't stay healthy. Um, they they're really top heavy mm-hmm. uh, with their stars. They have. Um, yeah, man. I mean, you know, baseball. Uh, like, I'm I'm a big fan of like teams like the Rays. You know, like I want to see these teams that get after it on defense and and put runs together. And one thing that you're kind of uh, touching on a little bit there was that, you know, um, that when you get on base, there's just so many more situations you're putting your pitchers in. Mm-hmm. And you know I, I'm a big proponent of like you know let's make this guy throw 35 pitches this inning, and foul off some pitches and get a single and then get a double and then get a single and then get a walk and you start draining that pitcher's energy and how they're feeling and you hit a home run off them on the second pitch they can run you know the the, the really good ones are just they just shake it off they just go okay it's one run whatever no you- big deal.
1: You have to you have to go deep in the count. It used to be expected yep. where you would be able to hit with two strikes, and now yeah. baseball in general, two strikes you might as well start walking back to the dugout. There's nothing, right. so you got to go deep into counts, and you got to wear these pitchers out. Not just the starters; these guys are coming in one inning. Well, if you let them only throw six pitches, you have no shot. You got to throw mm-hmm. six pitches each at bat. Get this guy into fifteen, eighteen pitches an inning. And, you know, at least, um, pressure, there has to be pressure. If you're pitching free and easy without pressure, let alone having to pitch from the stretch, you got no shot as a hitter. You got to get a guy in a little bit of stress and, and duress uncomfortable to catch a mistake because that's what major league hitters do. They feast on mistakes. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm looking forward to baseball season. I really am. Um, did you see the, uh, the, the Major League Baseball request to all the states that are offering legalized sports betting that they uh, don't take preseason or spring training games? Were you aware of that? Uh oh. All right. Well, AB signed off. So we'll wrap the show right now. Um, thank you to those that were listening. Read A.B.'s column on gaming today. And thank you, Mo. Thank you, A.B. We'll talk to you guys later. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Cash Considering. Thank you for listening. This has been the Cash Considerations Podcast.